Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast, and today we're talking about Bullet Train, which is an action movie set on a Shinkansen in Japan, directed by David Leitch, who he's done several action movies in the past, most of which I have not liked, was responsible for Deadpool 2, was technically a director on the first John Wick movie. He had done Hobbs and Shaw, considered to be a stunt director, but he also had done Atomic Blonde, which... Wasn't a fan of that movie either, so it's, he hasn't done a lot of stuff that I liked. <laughs> but he has a niche, in other words. Yeah. Okay. The writers are Zach Olowitz, and it's based on a book by Kotaro Isaka. It stars Brad Pitt, basically, and also a whole bunch of other people: Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Hiroyuki Sonata, and a couple other people. There's a couple of cameos in this as well. But the synopsis is five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train find out their mission has something to do in common. The movie starts off with Andrew Koji's character. He's in a hospital. His son has been put in the hospital by an unknown person. He gets a phone call that basically tells him that he needs to be on this specific train or his son dies. Then you meet Brad Pitt's character, who is Ladybug, there's not a lot around his character other than he's a little eccentric, Zen-esque, but he's also technically an assassin. He's supposed to be on this train to grab a briefcase that has money in it. Then you meet Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry's character. They're Tangerine and Lemon. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the train because Logan Lerman's character is the son of a Russian Yakuza. Basically escorted. Basically what happens is that aboard the train Logan Lerman's character gets killed. And no one knows why that happened but then all this stuff started converging. I'm just going to flat out and say this movie's trash. It's not the worst thing that I've seen. I started thinking about Murder on the Orient Express. Lord have mercy. And it starts... Oh no, yeah... Oh, yes. Trying to get into the mystery about who killed who and all these characters have some backstory that links them to each other. So the big thing is that about Hiroyuki Sonata and Andrew Koji's character that Hiroyuki Sonata used to work for one of the Yakuza bosses who was killed by, I think it's the White Death. The White Death is the person that they're supposed to be transporting their son. That's his son, Tangerine and Lemon. I suppose to be escorting as well as the cash because the son's like kind of a screw up in order to save him from himself. His father wants him back. Goes on way too long. I think that's probably the first problem with this movie that is just way too long. And then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, fifteen, twenty-five, forty-five flashbacks in a movie <laughs> every few seconds. Because, again, it has to tell the story about how all these characters are linked together. So even the characters that are cameos in it, so like Bad Bunnies in it, Zazzy Beats in the movie, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, who basically got off that Lost City movie and came right directly to the set. They're also in this. Karen Fukuhara is also in it. All these characters have some backstory that links them to something so for brad pitt's character he was on a particular job where bad bunnies 
character who is also a hitman, Mexican cartel, at his wedding, everyone starts bleeding from the eyes. He remembers seeing Brad Pitt, so he follows Brad Pitt to Japan. There's also Joey King, who plays a character called Prince, who is just basically saying that she's just a young schoolgirl that uh, she doesn't know what's going on, but she's also linked to the White Death, who eventually is revealed to be Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon has killed one of the Yakuza bosses and has taken over. Point of the movies for Brad Pitt, Hiroyuki Sonata, Andrew Koji to take on the White Death. That is Bullet Train. And they actually do make it to Super Kyoto. Like, first of all, that wasn't Tokyo Station. That doesn't look anything like Tokyo Station. Second of all, it's not necessarily Japan, it's all CG. The train would never be that close to certain shrines in Kyoto. I didn't like this movie, and it's not the worst movie, but it is just too long, too boring, too many flashbacks. And you know how I feel about flashbacks. So, this movie's going to get a 4.5. I think for me, this movie should have ramped up the violence. There's action in it, but there's too much of the story in between all that action that, again, goes into a flashback, goes into all this witty dialogue between whomever, whether it be Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, or Joey King. Like, it just doesn't matter because the story itself is just uninteresting. And again, it is based off a book. I'm not sure how closely it follows the book or... Probably followed it really close. Like, my problem with the film, the script and everything requires a lot of exposition and a lot of, of dialogue between characters, between a ton of characters, a, a huge cast of characters, basically world building while telling the story at the same time. And it's just not doing it cohesively enough. I mean, we saw it in Kill Bill, volume one, the first one, it was basically every time she went after a person she was going to take a head of, there was a flashback associated with that kill and the reason why. But there was a reason for that. It, there was a flow to it that this director didn't or editor couldn't quite capture. I wasn't against anybody's performance. It, it's just like poor man's attempt at emulating what Quentin Tarantino does and it didn't work out. Yeah, and again, I think for me, it should just rant with the violence. And I don't think it's inventive what it attempts to do. Right. It's just like, all right, well, you know what's going to happen. And I think a lot of action movies have just gotten to the point where it's just like, oh, well, we have to go see the arm bar the leg bar, we're going to do the rear naked choke. So it's just like, hey, we got whomever as the coordinator for like some of these action scenes. So you get to see all the same stuff over and over again. Maybe John Wick has ruined action movies. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't go that far. He's taking the bad parts of good movies. So it's like if you watch The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum, no, you took from that is shaky cam. <laughs> yeah, in the same way with uh, the Matrix. Remember, everyone yeah. had bullet time. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about this movie. It's like it's like you took the good parts about John Wick, discarded it, and only took all the bad stuff. And just like, I mean, really, it's just not a good movie. And I saw it Thursday at like four thirty because I was just like, oh, it's a two hour movie. I don't want to go see it too late. Aside from the power outage, <laughs> the movie was just like, oh man, like I think I might have been on my phone. It might have been only the 
maybe seven, eight people in a movie theater. I mean, obviously it's an early show, but it was not good. And I'm glad I only paid $10 for it. <laughs> so, so that's all I can say. Like a trash movie. And apparently the book is called Maria Beetle. So Maria Beetle or Maria Bitaru, uh, Toro. But uh, it's basically a comedy thriller, somewhat of a similar premise. Oh, yeah. Also, I forgot there's a whole big running joke about Thomas the Tank Engine or Thomas and the Thomas the Train, which I did not find funny at all. Yeah. All right. That's it. Beast Game Podcast. Screw this movie.